Welcome everybody to episode 73, 73 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. I was just surprised even myself. Uh, just me and Buzz tonight. Uh, Spangler is on a road trip. Well, I don't think he drove. He's out on the West Coast somewhere doing West Coast things. So the time changes too much, even though we've recorded from people with people from Australia before. But uh, actually, he didn't make that episode, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> exactly. The time change was too much for him even then. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, this, this minor one isn't, uh, anyway, we will, uh, we will hopefully catch Spangler next week when we're supposed to have a pretty solid guest on. Uh, so everybody stay tuned for that. We're pretty stoked about that one. I don't say it's been a long time coming, but like one that just seems like it would have happened by now. And I'm glad it's finally going to, um, so anyway, that teaser aside, uh, I've got the buzz man with me and, uh, why hey. don't we go ahead and start off like we always do buzzy. What are you drinking? What are you wearing? Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right, and it, it was funny how you were kind of wondering whether it was 73 episodes in or not because my notes uh, for the show, I, I have a little uh, Word doc open. I, I type some outlines of some things I want to hit. I literally titled it, Ep 73, I think, dot doc. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're sitting at the same spot on the uh, yeah. We'll Keep find out trying. when I upload this tomorrow whether or not I got it right. <laughs> we will. Yes, we will. Okay. Tonight, I'm sipping on the hydration drink itself. Yeah, that's right. It's water. I live a, a wild and crazy life. Living it up, drinking some water on a Monday night. Um, for fans of Parks and Rec, you know, getting my aqua badge, drinking some H2 Flow. The fluoride episode, that was a great one. Look it up. All right. <laughs> On my wrist, I still have the Oris Aquas. It uh, it's thirteen point four millimeters thick. I went ahead and for those of you that. keeping score, that's right. I went ahead and measured measured that for our uh, our Instagram followers. I will try to measure the lug to lug next time I wear it into work. Um, but yeah, the the Aquas. In uh, 41 and a half uh, millimeter diameter, that anthracite dial still still looking great. Um, very, very underrated as far as the contrast between the polished surfaces and the brushed. Um, this would not nearly be as good if the bracelet was the other way around, if it was polished center links, uh, the, the way that they have it up have it with polished end links going right into the nice short uh, polished lugs uh, is just just incredible one thing that's kind of cool that's hard to notice is it, it does look like those center links have kind of a kind of a peak in the very middle so where there's normally that that shadow line um showing up in the pictures that there is actually a little peak there. So it, it does that consistently. Uh, kind of a cool, cool, small detail to, to the bracelet, but great bracelet, great watch. Love the five day power reserve because when I go to work and have to do something that's, you know, like kind of gross, I'll wear a different watch and uh, I won't have to reset the Aquas when I wear it next. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. All right, Spence, can, can you, can you top like the crazy cocktails that I've got going on here? What, what, what's going on in your neck of the woods? So I always do tend to keep a glass of water with me when we record, just in case, you know, you gotta, you know, gotta stay hydrated, gotta keep the vocal cords going on it, you know, especially during allergy season. Um, I also have another drink, uh, that has some water floating in it. That water is solidified in the form of ice, frozen, if you will. Um, and I just, you know, I, I wanted to drink something on the rocks tonight. You know, I just, I reached for good old Glen Levet 12, mm. you know, just snagged that bottle. Uh, the one that Sandy was kind enough to send, poured it over the, poured over the, and the reason I didn't grab that one is I initially grabbed the Caribbean reserve that I bought and I realized I only had like half a pour of that left. So I got to mm. go restock. <laughs> Yeah, because summer just started uh, today, actually, 
So, and uh, I'm already out of almost out of my summer scotch, so I got to drink some more. <laughs> strong, the strongest soldier of hot scotch summer, Spence. Yep, yep. So uh, drinking just some Glenlivet 12, uh, just excellent, smooth. Love it over, love it over a few ice cubes. Just really enjoying it. Forgot how smooth it was because it's been a been a few weeks since I've had some. So uh, it's uh, you know you know it's, it's 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 well he said it was like milk so it's not like water to RJ but you know uh, like milk so good good enough. Um, and then on the wrist, uh, I, I took two watches with me to Chicago. Uh, we were up there for Father's Day visiting my brother and his family, and you know Grandpa was in town, so I was bring a couple watches to his grandpa's. The grandpa's you know one of the eight listeners, so had to. Uh, I had to have some more of that, but I brought my two Seikos. I, I, I couldn't not wear the SRQ 029, um, to drive just to time it. And God, if you get that, if you get the timing wrong, going to Chicago, you pay for it, um, in terms of time sitting on the highway. Yep. Um, and then I brought my SPB 149 because I don't wear that watch enough for as good as it is, but I don't, I say that about all my watches, but I really, every time I put that one, I'm like, man, I need, like, I could just wear this every day. Um, and, I'm not wearing either of those, but I wore both of those exclusively over the four day weekend that I took. Um, so today I went back to a watch that again, could, could literally be, I don't know. I don't know about a one watch collection cause it's a chronograph, but I mean, I guess it's got a hundred meters of water resistance. So like it's better than a speedy from that perspective, but, um, and almost as iconic, I've got on the 38 millimeter El Primero chronomaster uh, on the brace, put it back on the bracelet for summer and just, it just wears so well. Like I, I say it every time I have it on air, it's just like, it's, it, it's, it's perfect. It is almost, I mean, I know people are going to say oh, the tricolor they don't like, they don't like that. And I, you know, it took me a while to like really appreciate it for what it was, but like it wears supremely well. And I know they make a 42 millimeter version and I don't care. 38 millimeters, the way to go. Like this Absolutely. is, this is the perfect size for this watch. Um, and it's phenomenal. So like th- this one is just absolutely spectacular. I do fingerprint the crap out of the polished center links. They aren't really scratched up, but like I'm looking at it now and I'm like, man, they're like four fingerprints on that. So like, I gotta, you know, keep it clean to a degree, but like, that's, that's living really in the, point. it's just an observation. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's living in the real world. And, and that's just the, uh, the price that you pay for having, having something gorgeous. I, I really, I like having polished elements on my watches. Um, it's very rare that there's anything that's like a full on tool watch. Um, so I, I, I'm all for polished center links yeah, on the right pieces. But yeah, if, if you, if you don't think that you like the tricolor on the El Primero, like do yourself a favor and actually find one and look at it Mm -hmm. because it's pretty hard not to like in the flesh. Uh, That watch overall um, is just a really joy, really a joy to look at. Um, You know, not, not just the the case design and everything, but all of the small touches on the dial, the handset, it, there's a lot there's a lot of interest without it looking actually busy. You know, you, you can push back and say, well, it's got three different colors, subdials, that's busy. Okay, maybe you got a point there. Um, well, it's got that and the, the the tachymeter ring on the interior or, you know, where the, the minute track would normally be is a different color. Well, actually, no, sorry. The tachymeter's on the silver ring. The minute track is black. The, the you know, the, the, the 30-minute subdial is navy blue which right away this is not a watch for our buddy rick um, <laughs> then, then you have the anthracite then you have the light gray you have the red second like it just it's it's got so many elements that if you what? describe it you're like oh that probably shouldn't work but it it does i mean and the crystal it's all, like and i i joked with our buddy uh since he watches about his aqua timer um el primero is the same way they both appear to not have a crystal like you know i mean mm-hmm. it clearly is there like when you see it but like when you photograph it from the top, it's like you're looking at just all of the elements sticking up. It's unbelievable how it just disappears. Yeah. It it's very the the sum of all those parts is a very harmonious whole. So good stuff. 
Good stuff. So, yeah. Well, we got that out of the way. I guess we should move on to our fresh forum finds. Do those here really quick. Well, you got to be fresh. Exactly. So what have you got, Buzzy? I decided to go esoteric tonight. This bad boy is under 10 millimeters thick. It's made of exotic materials, has an odd bracelet, and was produced when some proportion of the general public thought that Y2K was going to be an actual thing. My fresh okay. form find. Now, I, I would let I would let you try to guess, but I told you ahead of time that it was a Brightling, so mm, that kind of ruins yeah. it. All right. Brightling Aerospace Titanium. Got a, a fellow on Watch You Seek that has posted 176 times. So that's a good number of times. He, uh, he He's selling his. This is the all titanium version. So it's not the titanium with the gold, you know, you know with the gilt oh, yeah. rider tabs. That's uh, that's even a bit too '90s fab for for your boy Buzzy <laughs> here. Um, yeah, uh, so it uh, it has everybody. Well, I I wouldn't say it's everybody's favorite analog digital dial because I mean you got the Arnie and there there are some other contenders for that crown, but it, it's certainly a cool one. Um, it's on. A bracelet that bracelet's kind of it's kind of an H link, but it's also kind of like the the rouleau, you know, like you know, has very oh, small yeah. cylindrical shaped um, links. Uh, it's sized for a probably seven. Similar inch. to the one. See, it's probably similar to the one that's on my Rudo Diastar. Then, yeah, uh, that that's more that's a little bit more he because the the dia stars the folded really small ones but yes very similar yeah, yeah. very small h yeah i i uh, just think that's a it's a fun one and you know what else is fun the price 1300 american dollars ooh i don't think he takes bitcoin but if you have any bitcoin you could cash it out and procure thirteen hundred American dollars and trade it for this Brightling. Yeah, I yeah, it, it looks looks to be in fine shape. It's got that uh, kind of haze that all titanium watches have, but it doesn't look excessively beaten up or anything. The um, the ink fill on the rider tabs is gone so that's kind of a, a bummer but yeah i i think that this is a fun one it's 40 millimeter diameter so it's not um yeah that's that's not a ridiculous size um it, somebody's somebody's gonna be a uh, a happy happy enthusiast uh, buying this oh, yeah. thing so yeah, no, that's a fun one. Yeah. I, 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 that was the other thing I told you before the episode. I said, I've got a fun fresh form find today. So just trying to deliver. Well, mine's mine's a bit off the beaten path. And, you know, it, I, I was talking about not this particular model because he was looking at a vintage manual wine one. Uh, but I was talking with Mike Stockton about the, an older version of this model that I was going to talk about um, because he sent me a picture of one earlier, uh, earlier today. And I have a 2009 original owner tag Hoyer Monaco Mm. blue dial, white sub dials on a bracelet. I believe this is the caliber 11 version. So all of the, the crown and the pushers are all on the, uh, the right hand side. Um, instead of being, you know, the caliber 12, which, which I think is the the other pattern. Um, and he has it for 3,800. I think that's a pretty good price considering what I normally see these go for. Now, granted, this one's 10 years old. He's had it serviced. He's the original owner. He doesn't have the service paperwork, but he has the, all the other original paperwork. He just didn't keep the service paperwork from four years ago. So I don't know if it needs a service or not. He says it's keeping good time. It's on, um, 
Watch you seek. He's got 1,985 posts. Um, so there you go. Um, wow. Quite a few. He's owned this watch for 12 years. He bought it from the AD in 2009. Um, so just kind of, he's disclosing a small nick in the bezel around six, which I can't even see in the pictures. And on the underside of the lug, there's a small dent where he says he, he's not sure he either dinged it on something or strap change or whatever. He goes, the bracelet's in really good shape because I haven't worn it on the bracelet since 2010. So, um, <laughs> well, and, and, there you go. And, and someone that is uh, focused and detailed enough that's disclosing individual blemishes on the case, um, you know, likely that um, completely new old stock bracelet will look pretty good. Yeah. on it because if you're disclosing like oh i have these two two blemishes on the case it, you probably took incredibly good care that the case probably looks pretty unworn also yeah i mean it's a good looking piece it's 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 classic i mean let's be real that watch doesn't look much different than what the new ones do i mean colors aside just depending like it and it, it's it's a it's a classic looking piece. I mean, I know some people probably want the the other version with the crown offsetting the, you know, on the right-hand side of the, or the left-hand side of the case, whereas the pushes are on the right. I mean, you get into it, but like at the end of the day, it, it achieves the same look in my head. Um, it's a cool piece there. I mean, they, I, I've seen them a couple of times in person. They always seem a little bit bigger than I always expect. And I, part of that has to do with the fact that they're a square part of it. So it's a, it's a chronograph movement. So they're a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, just, they're just interesting watches and, and, and a pretty classic design from Hoyer. So, you know, oh, kind of without a doubt. And that's, that's one that gets, you know, tag in general gets no love, right? They, right. they, they get uh, a lot of disrespect. Uh, from from the watch idiot savants, um, and and some of the models, okay, with good reason. Yes, Monaco is utterly unique. It's utter, utterly you know original to them. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the one where the pushers and the crown are all on the same side. I think that looks better. Um, you could even pair this with a rally strap you know leather strap with with giant holes punched out of the middle like where'd the rest of the strap go um Mm. yeah it it looks uh i I do think that this is one of the watch few watches to not look completely ridiculous uh, on one of those uh uh leather straps yeah 3800 i mean i think that that's it's always been around there. Like, yeah, it's never been at least in my time in the hobby, which is roughly, roughly 10 years. Um, it's never been like a particularly cheap one to pick up secondhand. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's why it's been so overshadowed by the the speedy and and everything else. Um, I mean, I'm looking at some of these, and other than one that I don't really, I haven't looked at it. I don't see any that are really cheaper. <clears throat> like I see a Gulf Edition for twenty four fifty. I mean, I see a couple. I mean. I see a couple other ones that aren't the classic colorway that are a little bit more, a little bit less expensive, but like I'm looking at kind of your classic Monaco's. I mean, I've seen a couple a little bit lower, but this, it just seems, it seems kind of right in the ballpark. I see some North of four. I see some a little bit lower than this really just kind of depending um, strap. A lot of these are on straps. So, you know, finding one with a bracelet, I don't know if that's a challenge. I know they do come on straps a lot, so that could just kind of be, one of those things um bracelet yeah, I mean, doesn't do do anything for me on this watch i mean it's it, not it, yeah i can i could see that and i can agree with you i just it's one of those where it's like you know me if you can get it on a bracelet you get it on a bracelet <laughs> oh without a doubt but, but so. this isn't like 
it's not like a Panerai bracelet where it's like terrible, right? It, it's just Correct. kind of a meh it bracelet. It just right? exists. It's there. Yeah. So, and it's, it's one of those where I, I always, I see it and then I forget about it and I see it and then I forget about it. And honestly, you know, we didn't get to watch it live because we were driving back from Chicago, but I caught the replay of the um, French Grand Prix. Max Verstappen won in a very interesting race, very interesting, bold strategy that they did considering that. And this, this blew, this completely blew my mind since that track has been added back to the formula one circuit. Lewis Hamilton has led 105 of the 106 laps on it. So up until this race that took place yesterday, he had led all but literally one lap. My guess is that is when he pitted before the guy behind him then pitted after it. It's probably his teammate Valtteri Bottas who pitted at like just how it worked. They've been so dominant at that track. So to see Max Verstappen win and to see Red Bull get a double podium was interesting, especially since they did an interesting strategy. And Max had been wearing the Formula One chronograph for a while. And, you know, obviously for the post-race interviews, you always check to see what they're strapped on, that what they strap on, because they each have a they each have a pretty high-end, you know watch sponsorship each team does but he had on the new silver with black sub dials on a rubber strap and i was like oh he's wearing a monaco now this is good this is big this is a uh this is a good watch so um although it is interesting i kind of forgot he won the monaco grand prix so I'm, my guess is that's probably why <laughs> <laughs> like you, maybe you don't get to wear that watch until you've won the race i don't know <laughs> Perhaps. Or, I mean, at the very least, if you visit Monaco, you should at least get to wear it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he's driven the track several times. Obviously, he's been at Red Bull for quite some time. So, I've been to Monaco before. It's a little I've delight. not. I've not. You should buy a Tag Lawyer Monaco then. You've been there. See, you got the watch. Got the watch to prove it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good deal. Yeah. We have a not, couple new watches to talk about. Yeah, not not really a ton though. Um it, it was funny we were before we uh, started recording we we're just kind of going back and forth and uh yeah. A little bit. I mean, do, I guess let's start with the Omega. Well, hold on. I would I just want to kind of do something here real quick. I okay, believe we have a Seiko second to talk about. Oh. Seiko dropped some, they dropped something with rowing blazers. You've probably seen them moving on to Omega. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> Seiko second. There's another watch we're going to talk about later, but I didn't like, yeah. Yeah. They just don't do much for us. The rally bezel is kind of cool. The one that looks like Simon, uh, like what Brodinky said, meh, like I get it. Seems like a pretty silly premium for some new bezels. So, well, I, Having anyway. <laughs> having not been acquainted with this rowing blazers uh, brand, I believe the term "silly premium" could be used for the rest of their efforts as well. Uh, ah. Say, they uh, I saw one of the the goods that they sell is a ninety eight dollar pair of mesh shorts. Uh, hard pass. That's a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> you, you, I know from the rest of us too. <laughs> It's uh, that I want to see people in mesh. I don't know. Anyway, well, you know, like workout shorts, gym. Shorts. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like. <laughs> anyway, oh, get the <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, Spence. <laughs> P- people's mothers and grandfathers listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, so it, let's move it on seems to the like, Omega. Yeah, it. We'll it just gloss like, over. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like their whole their whole thing is uh, garish takes on classic forms, and uh, okay, for that reason, I'm out. We'll talk more about Seiko here near the end of the show, but uh, let's go ahead and move on to Omega because these are new watches. They are new. They are very new. Mm-hmm. They're small seconds. The seconds, yeah, they're not big. They're small. They are small. I am mixed on these, the new Aquateras. I think they're close. Our buddy Kid Wizzle pointed out 
the date wheel that breaks up the small seconds, which on some models looks better than it does on others. I really like the, the silver dial with the, and it's a true like silvery white dial with the blue hands and the blue sub seconds, but I don't think they color match the date wheel and it makes it look like an Indianapolis Colts branded watch to a degree. And you're like, Oh, this is so close. It's so close. Like I, I really like it's, it's a really neat design. It's a really cool concept. The movement's fantastic, but it's just like, I, I need you to like, just finish it. <laughs> hey, a- Andy Dwyer from parks and rec calls the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So the, the, that's good. Dude, I grew up a bears me. fan, which means that I was a Colts fan in the playoffs. <laughs> Cause I was a bears <laughs> fan in Indiana and we had to have somebody to cheer for in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I really like, well, okay, really like is, is a strong phrase, actually. I, I want to <laughs> preface all of this by saying uh, I think it would be important to see these ones in person because yeah. I can't quite tell uh, on the, uh, the, the this kind of the men's model, if you will, that I'm looking at, the one that has the wedge-shaped uh, hour markers. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the one with the blue dial and it's a, a two tone. And I actually, I think that the way that they did the, the date with the seconds at, at six, I actually think that it looks good. It looks kind of like layers of detail there, which uh, counterweights the Omega, you know, logo and, and, uh, see master markings uh, on the the 12 o'clock side of the dial um you know the the date window the date window cut out it's kind of a trapezoid i think it looks i think it would look kind of cool um that that being said how that would look without the two-tone and all that kind of extra um detail it it might it might not look as good, you know. It might be a play that it's just this is a dial that has so much detail uh, that that those layers, for example, I mean those wedge markers. If you've ever seen them in person, they are awesome. They stand out so high off of that that dial. Um, the 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 horizontal decking texture to it just they're, they're super cool. And if they didn't, if they didn't come on a butterfly clasp, I would uh, get a lot more serious about looking for one. But um, I think a lot that, of good watches come on butterfly clasps. I know. El Primero. Your tutor has a your your tutor Oyster Prince Thirty Four. The leather strap has a butterfly clasp. One of them does. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> that and that's but on on leather. Leather's already inherently a fussy material. I just, I, I don't think that uh, bracelets should be fussy. Anywho, yeah, I, I think it's actually it's kind of cool. Um, you know, with the uh, with a rubber strap, there's kind of like there's something incredibly insouciant about like a two tone, but it's also on rubber. It's a high low kind of thing. Maybe it's perfect for wearing with your $98 gym shorts. I don't know. I'm not the target audience. I don't, well, I don't, I don't care for the one with diamond markers. That just looks kind of gross. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I, I don't know that I would ever rock a diamond marker watch. That said, um, I'm with you. I, I do want to go. Uh, we can we can talk to our buddy Blake at R&P and see when they get these in and just kind of see what they – I mean, you're probably right. It's There's a lot of watches where you're like, ah, I kind of want to see that in person just to – like Tudor Royal is a, a perfect example of that. Like I don't know that I like the bezel on it, but I wouldn't mind seeing it in person. Yeah. Just kind of one of those – yeah. Agreed. I mean, small seconds, you're not – you're not using it for anything besides seeing that the watch is still yeah. running. So correct. Who who cares? Who right. who cares if that and the date are, you know, kind of in a tango with each other? Because yeah, it's not it's not all that important. 
Well, and you brought up Two-Tone and Omega. And as we were looking at their Instagram to pull up these watches, I happened across one of the models that I have a soft spot for in steel and Sedna gold, which is the new constellation and the two tone version of that with the smaller gold bars on the bracelet with the, like the Sedna gold bezel. Oh my, in a white dial with the gold markers. Oh my goodness. Is that a good looking watch? And you can all at me all you want. I know I'm one of the few Americans who has a soft spot for the constellation. I know it does really well in Asia. That being said, that watch in, I think they upped it to 40 millimeters, which if they had kept it at 38, which is the same size as the watch I'm currently wearing, like that's about perfect. Like that is a great integrated bracelet sports watch. It's got the coaxial movement. I think it's got at least hundred meters of water resistance. If not more, it could maybe even have 150, but it's probably only hundred. I'm not going to do the research. I don't really care. Hundreds <laughs> enough. It's a great watch. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. Really Look is. that one up. It's amazing. It's the little hat, like not the full bars. It's the little half. Oh man, that it looks so cool. Yeah, they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we need more of that. We do a good two tone. Like I think we've talked about this in the past. Like, so do you remember? I, I don't know. I think this was on an episode of Top Gear before it became the Grand Tour. But they they all kind of joked it in the earlier seasons, they didn't really quite get, and I don't really get this car yet either. So I'm not, I'm not of that age, but I'm, this is a good analogy. They're like, I didn't quite understand the appeal of the Bentley continental GT. Like, you know, especially the V8 version, like you have a downsized engine. That's not a big Bentley engine. It's not the, you know, the V12, like what's the point? It's a grand tour. It's not like it's, it, it's not as, but as they got older, they're like, you know, I'm at an age where I want to go fast, but I want it to be comfortable and I want it to look good. And it like, in fairness, the one that they're talking about, the newer version looks better than the older ones when they redid it and essentially put the architecture the same as the Porsche, the new Porsche Panamera. So it's a better driving architecture as well, even though it's a big coupe. They're like, you know, I really start to like this. Is it because I'm getting older? And I will say this, we've talked about this. Because I might be getting a little older, the champagne dials are more attractive. The two-tone watches are becoming more attractive. I don't know that I'm ready to go full gold yet, but like a, a two-tone date just, a two-tone constellation, I could be convinced pretty easily um, for the right price. I could like I don't know what the MSRP is on that Omega that I was just talking about, but if it could be had at the right price, whoo, that would be a good one. As far as, far as I'm concerned. Two-tone date just is always a a correct and good thing, although it reached peak form in the 80s. The new ones that flew the bezels just a little too sharp, I would would want something from the roaring 80s, complete with probably one or two extra Jubilee links in there, so I could just be Mr. Jingle Jangle. Every, everybody knows everybody knows one person that uh, oh, yeah. is just just rocking the date just with a little little extra bracelet had had an old director at work that since retired that uh, was just dynamite dynamite <laughs> way to wear wear a date just yeah I miss that guy so what do we got what are we talking about next? Uh, IWC is now trolling people. Yeah, they are. That was interesting. <laughs> they Super had uh, Kurt Klaus come out and uh, shove some Apple watches to the side and say Aqua Timer, I guess, for a commercial, which was interesting. So there's that. Um, it's fun, I guess. Ich verstehe das nicht. I still want to see the new smaller big pilot in person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks really, really good. Um, when, when that came out of those pictures made me really kind of wake up and take yeah. out of this. That being said, the value props still just not there. Yeah. I just, like I said, they're kind of a, a bit of a blind spot and it's because I don't, I guess I don't like them enough or I guess I just don't know the history enough or anything like that to say like, yeah, I know that competes 
with some of the other stuff that I do like. So I think, and we've talked about this, I guess that's just it. That said, I still wouldn't mind seeing one oh, and they are time. a huge, they're a huge proponent of, um, easy change straps and bracelets, yeah. like big fan of that. I will say our buddies, what, what just Aquas. like you can get on an Oris Aquas thing. I mean, this is true. This is very true. Uh, I will say our buddy, uh, our buddy picked up, uh, one of the newer aqua timers and that watch in person is amazing. Um, nice. It's it's pretty slick. He also has a two tone Aquaterra on rubber. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, hey. so so yeah, it, it's a it's a giant blind spot for me as a brand too. I, I've been to Monaco, but I've not been to Schaffhausen. Mm-hmm. So the one that I actually do really like, and that I do kind of get. They're, the Top Gun Chronograph has always been one that speaks to me, but then again, I also have the Tudor Fast Rider Black Shield. So, like, and I have that because I don't have the Top Gun because I didn't want to spend the money for the Top Gun, and I didn't want to spend the money for the Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, so I, I got the Tudor. <laughs> like, it's just kind of how that works. <laughs> and, and I have to say that. Um, when, when we're looking for fresh form finds and stuff like this, quite a quite a bit, I I search for old uh, Inganoyers to mm. to see if there are any of them out there. Uh, I think we talked about them a little bit on the uh, integrated bracelet sport watch episode. We did, yeah, uh, we did. definitely definitely a forgotten uh, player, but. I think those, especially the uh, the AMG ones, like they're they're funky, cool. They're, they're mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're timeless or any other adjective like that, but they they are kind of slick. They are. So we got IVC. Are we back to Seiko, or do we have something else? We're back. We're back to Seiko. Oh, okay. So I haven't seen this on their US. Instagram account yet. Um, but it's not for American uh, Seikos. I, it might not be. It may also be. I don't know. I'm going to do some research uh, and talk to our buddies uh, at Richter and Phillips. But the, what is it? The SPB 240J1, another Marine Master 200 variant. Looks like a very deep, like mahogany brown dial and bezel with gold hands maybe rose goldy a little bit on the bezel i don't it, it's hard to just, it's gorgeous though it's a marine master 200 with the little stoplight shovel seconds hand pip and it looks so good yeah <laughs> they, they do the golden brown uh colors very effectively in in this one it's a it's a cool case. Obviously, been been used on plenty of others in the family, but mm-hmm. neat colorway. I, I do like the shovel seconds. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, two two of my favorite watches that a Seiko brand has released in the last twelve months have been brown, which. Is interesting. Like I was not expecting Brown to be having a small moment in Seiko. Like I guess three, cause I guess you could say that they've done. So they, the GS nine club, when it came out in the United States, which is the grand Seiko kind of owners club, when they had like their, their U S version of it launch, they launched a version of the 40 millimeter spring drive GMT that was brown, but also had like a kind of, oh, what do you call it? Like a, a radial, not radial. Um, Sunburst? Yeah, the dial. Like a circular kind of pattern on the dial, but it was kind of twisted. And then it had like brown and gold, um, like 24-hour track on the Riho with a gold uh, GMT hand. Essentially, really, really awesome looking watch. 
Then Seiko did a presage version of that with the GMTs that they launched earlier this year, the Sharp Edge case GMTs, which, again, the brown one would be the one that I would probably go for. Um, and then they have this one, a, a diver in brown and gold. Like it just, it's, it's a weird thing that they're doing. But I'm like, I kind of dig this. It doesn't look like anything like in fairness, again, talking with Mike Stockton, he's like, that looks, that probably was going to look a lot like your SPB. And I'm like, yeah, but the crown's in a different spot and it's brown. Like I could, I could make <laughs> Well, you, you did mention that you like rooting for playoff teams. So if you, you want to become a Cleveland Browns fan when, when you buy this, <laughs> <laughs> I will welcome welcome you to the club. I thought I'd need to get a Doxa um, uh, sub-300 professional and get a nice bright orange dial uh, to be a Browns fan. Yeah. <laughs> Put on a brown leather strap. You know, <laughs> that that watch can, can brave the uh, – the most terrible conditions of the ocean, but I, I'm not sure if even that watch is tough enough for the Muni lots. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, yeah, that Seiko, it, it's a good one. I, I really like it. Yeah. Although I'm, I guess I'd have to see all three of them next to each other. And now granted the price points are the, the two that I think would probably, that could probably actually realistically happen would be the presage versus the MM 200, just because they're roughly the same price. Right. Have you, have you seen any of those uh, sharp edges in person? I've seen their time only versions and that dial is a lot better. I don't say like a lot better, but it's like you, you look at that dial and rendering is like, I want to see it. Like, it's like we talked about earlier. It's like, you're like, I need to see that in person. Like, I'm not sure if that's going to go the right way or not. Um, I saw the 38 millimeter time only in person and oh my goodness, is it a fantastic dial? It works better in some colors than others. Like the, the blue, I mean, let's be real. A blue dial is a classic looking watch. It works amazingly well in blue. Um, so I'm not sure about the GMT because they have the date at six and then they have the power reserve and the GMT hand. And those are all, like, it just, there's a lot going on in the time only version. It's, it works really well. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's one of those that you want to see in person. I'm sure it's well executed, but there's a lot of smooth surfaces on that one, um, which is interesting. Um, but, you know, it almost makes you wonder, like, what would that look like with a date at three, a GMT hand, and no power reserve? Like, just take that dial and put it on that watch. The so what would that look like? The uh, the pessimist in me, if I if I were to uh, to to be completely black pilled on this, uh, said that they they did what they did to ugly it up a little bit as to not ruin um, the value prop of their more expensive GMTs. Well, so, I mean, I agree and I disagree on that. So now the thing that I find interesting is they took what was a really awesome 40 millimeter spring drive GMT and they've now made nine F quartz versions of that watch, which their nine F their nine F quartz isn't like, it's an amazing movement for being a high accuracy quartz movement. Like it's phenomenal. That said that design it came out with the spring drive. I, unless they discontinue the spring drive version, which they may have. I, I, I don't really, you know, I, half the time you, when you hear from other, like when you hear from like the, the actual watch journalists, not us, they're like, yeah, we don't really know what, sometimes it seems like Seiko's PR department doesn't really know what they're releasing. They just send stuff out. Oh, we didn't mean to send that. Like, could you like not post that yet? Like just, they, they lose track of stuff. So I don't know if they discontinue the spring drive versions. Um, they came out with a Coke version, kind of in spring drive or in quartz. So it's I, I you know there's a, there's a lot going on um, for them with certain they, designs. But I, I don't disagree with you. But to me, if I'm looking at the Grand Seiko version, which I think retails north of fifty five hundred, mm-hmm. versus the Sharp Edge version, which starts at like twelve fifty or thirteen hundred, I'm like, if I'm looking at both of those, and I can go for the grand Seiko. Like I'm probably not really seriously looking at the sharp edge versus the same thing. Like 
if I'm looking at this brown Marine Master 200 and the Sharp Edge, like those are probably competing with each other. Do I want the GMT? Do I want this? Like that's my price. That's my price point. Well, I, and what I, I will say, go ahead. I, I do think though that if the Sharp Edge is styling was a little bit more restrained, that that you might get people that instead of waiting a little bit more um, to to buy a Grand Seiko might just buy that now buy the sharp edge now and then never get around yeah. to buying the Grand Seiko. I mean, that's true. The sharp edge though. I mean what it's 25% of the price. Yeah. Like, but it, it's also to me, the, the nine F's also kind of fit in. They even do. Though those, they even do though those are yeah. not, they're not the odd one out styling wise, right? Because it's more of an Explorer Two sort of thing. Um, well, but so are the Spring Drive versions. So they have the Spring Drive version, like our buddy Gelato Mancer has. He's got right. It's a spring. So they came out with the Spring Drive versions a couple of years ago, and now they have these nine F Quartz versions and the Sharp Edge. It's it is kind of. They're having an interesting – like we talked about it last year when they came out with the Willard in blue. And it's like, would I have picked the Willard? No, but like I would have liked to have the choice when I bought the SPB. Like just if you're going to release all these colorways and all these cool new watches, do it at the same time and don't screw us over. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what? The These are virtually uncharted waters for watch manufacturers because Seiko, unlike virtually every other watch manufacturer – okay, I'm – most of the big ones, like they actually give the people what they want. Oh yeah. You know, so the, the, the fact that they have this many watches to release in the, I mean, Hey, this might be a bold statement, but uh, they've been making watches for a while, right? Yeah, you would think have, that you yeah. would think that they would run out of uh, cool new watches to, to, to build and then sell to us, but they haven't. So I will tell you the one that I'm waiting on. I really like this brown one. The one that I am waiting on is the 60th anniversary edition or 160th anniversary, whatever anniversary it is. That's the blue and the white that they have the white dial version of the SPB one four nine that I've got that I think it's the SPB two one three if I'm not mistaken, when they do the Willard version of that, I'm probably very interested. Like I, I really like this Brown dial Marine master 200, but it's like, I need to wait a month because there's a good chance that next month, that white dial version of the Willard, because they released the blue dial version of the Willard, like a month and a half after the SPB one four nine came out. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know that I regret it, but like, this looks good. I want to see if they come out with the white dial blue bezel Willard, because if they do like that, it'd be really tough to not buy that. <laughs> it's that like, that would be really cool. Like that. I think that watch in that colorway would look really good. So Seiko, you probably already have this coming out. Let's be real. But if you're listening, you can make 5,500 or 6,000 of them or whatever like you're going to make. It doesn't matter. I'm not buying it because it's limited. I'm buying it because I want to want the white dial with the blue bezel. <laughs> like, But if you want to buy something in the meantime, there is a company that sells $98 gym shorts. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Um, I will admit the rally bezel one looks kind of cool. Rally bezels are are like they're not they're not done very often anymore. Zodiac's done a bunch of them and they look cool. So Zodiac's another that's another brand that gives the people what they want. They, they do. They I mean, are we constantly. Talked, we are, yeah, we are, we obviously talked about Oris doing that because they've done it repeatedly. Omega does a pretty good job of that. True. Like that's a good. For certain model lines, they do. For others, less so. But like, they know there's a cult following for the Moonwatch, and they tend to do enough things with that. Maybe sometimes too many things. <laughs> um, but anyway, mostly we're well, just throwing we, shade at Rolex. 
and Tudor. Hold on a sec, though. We shouldn't speak too ill of them because they apparently listen to our podcast. Oh, yeah? Remember, the bracelets. that they just they, Now they let you pick bracelets, kind of. Good Not point. really. They listen. We, we complained about that at some point last year, and what do you know? Part of the release this year was, eh, you like it on Jubilee, eh, you like it on Oyster. You can pick whichever <laughs> one you want. We are not going to give you either. But in theory, you can pick one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, still, I still think that it, it's part of a ploy to actually get you waiting on two separate wait lists that bracelets won't even come with the models anymore. It's like, Okay, well, I'm, yeah. I'm finally I'm finally within a, a dozen names of getting my my GMT Master Three uh, Pepsi Cola edition, but but the Jubilee waiting list. Oh my god, it's forever! I'm gonna have to wear this thing on the NATO strap. I'm waiting for the the green the the windowless green van to come take you and me away. Spangler's safe <laughs> because nobody really knows where he is. <laughs> but you and me, they're gonna come Wait, get us. I don't. No, because um, because nobody knows that, like, you know, is it Rick? Ricky from Scotch Watches has a passing yeah. resemblance. He does have a passing resemblance. Maybe they'll go get him. He's closer to Geneva. Uh, yeah, Geneva. So maybe they'll get him instead of you. Exactly. That is true. No, uh, that's... When, when- the face reveal, there was a bit of a hubbub because we're not sure whether or not Evan Spangler and Mike Stockton are the same person because they've never been yep. in the same room. And we're not sure if uh, you and Ricky or you and Rick have been moonlighting as uh, as each other. So, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, so security <laughs> through having a, a doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. An evil twin. I need to get me one of those. <laughs> you do. Maybe it's I am fun. the one. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Well. We've 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 done a good enough job uh, BSing our way through almost an hour. So yeah, uh, how that happen? I don't know. It usually does, but uh, we uh, we will be back next week, hopefully uh, with a guest that we're pretty excited about. So uh, until then, hope everybody had a good time. We'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs>